So I woke up about six hours later, lying on the floor of the shower, not knowing what happened or where I was. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses, and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Today, I've got a crazy story. But before I get into it, welcome back. And for those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. And the reason why I do this stuff is that most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. Essentially, what we do is we help people to kick ass in life because life's too short. Anyway, let's get into a crazy story that I have. And this is also the reason why I don't drink energy drinks anymore. So when I was younger, I started drinking coffee from a young age, probably like 13 or so years of age, which I think is fairly young to drink coffee. It used to be that tin shit that now makes me almost throw up. I used to drink that coffee and I'd drink it from a young age. And I didn't realize what it was doing was it was propping up my energy. I always struggled with my energy, even when I was young. I used to get tired in the middle of the day. I struggled in school, couldn't focus. You know, throughout the day, I would start to nod off and nap almost in class. And then I'd get home from school and have a nap. And then when I'd sleep at nighttime, I wouldn't have the best sleeping patterns. So I'd stay up late watching television or, you know, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I just, I naturally struggled with sleep. And so that's been a challenge of mine for most of my life. But what I would do was I would use coffee as a way of propping me up throughout the day. And then so as I got a bit older, you know, I was probably 17, 18 years of age and energy drinks started, you know, coming out a lot more. So I started drinking, you know, the Red Bulls and the V's and the other stuff. Mother had only, I think mother was only just coming around around that time. But I used to drink a lot of V. I used to drink a lot of Red Bull. And so I would drink a lot of it at work. I would drink iced coffee a lot. Back then I was a diesel mechanic. So I would eat a pie for breakfast. Like I'd get to work and mid-morning smoko, I'd have like a pie and a sausage roll and an iced coffee. Then at lunchtime, I would have some form of sandwich because I'd probably be feeling guilty. So it was probably had some like lettuce and stuff like that on there, some meat. And then I would have another iced coffee and maybe another pie. Then I would have a can of Coke. And then, you know, throughout the day, I'd have multiple coffees. But then later on in the day, I would start having Red Bulls or Vs to try and stay awake because again, I would just be unfocused and distracted and I'd be sort of wigging out a little bit. Then I would get home and before I go to the gym, I would have a big thick coffee and I'd drink that. And this happened for a while. I didn't really think there was a problem with it. Like I just knew that I was tired a lot. I didn't really understand what was going on. And then over time, I started going out. So when I started as a personal trainer, I would go out most nights of the week. So Monday and Tuesday were nights off. I would catch up on sleep. Normally I'd go home from work. Like I'd finish work at nine o'clock, go home, and then I'd just go straight to sleep. And then I'd sleep until 5.30 or 6, get up in the morning, and then I'd go back to work and train people for the whole day. Normally in the afternoon, I would have a nap in the middle of the day because it's normally a quiet period for personal trainers. Then I would go back, work until nine o'clock at night, go home, get changed, and then I would go out. So Wednesday nights, I was out. Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday nights, and normally Sunday nights, I would be out. And I loved socializing and all that, but I would be drinking Red Bulls all night, and I'd drink Red Bulls up until 12 o'clock at night, maybe one o'clock in the morning. And this kept happening for a fair while, like we're talking four, five, six years. And then this one night, I was at a nightclub, and I was just standing there having my Red Bull and vodka, as I do, and I'm drinking it. And the next second I started getting really, really cold and I started shivering and I started shivering profusely and I thought, shit, maybe my drink's been spiked. So I walk out the front of the nightclub, I get into a cab and then the cab takes me home. So it's about a 25 minute cab trip. 
And I'm shaking profusely and shivering. And I'm thinking like, what the fuck is going on? Like someone spiked my drink. I just want to get home so that I'm safe. Anyway, I got home and I was so cold, I couldn't warm up. So I turned the shower and I got into the shower. The next thing I remember was just waking up and I was lying on the floor of the shower, still shivering, freezing cold. And this was when I just first met Jess. And so anyway, Jess has sent me a message in the morning and said like, hey, you know, how's your weekend? And I sent her a message and I said like, I'm feeling like shit. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think my drink's been spiked, but I'm just really, really cold and I can't warm up. So anyway, Jess came over and she sort of looked after me for the day, threw up a couple of times and I was just still shivering. And this went on from when I woke up. So it was probably, you know, a good 10 hours of just consistent shivering. Anyway, I ended up saying like, I need to go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor and when I got to the doctors, you know, wait a couple of hours, get in. They did a whole bunch of checks and he said, it looks like you've got chronic fatigue. And I went, shit, what are the symptoms? And he said, well, you know, you probably have poor sleeping patterns, but you're tired and fatigued all the time. You probably have things like night sweats. Yeah, you're probably fatigued quite a lot. And I was like, shit, you've just described most of my life as far as I can remember from a teenager right through to now. And in that moment, it made me really reconsider and think the way that I was living. And I started looking into a lot more alternative health side of things as well, because all I knew was that chronic fatigue was just something that, you know, was something that you just had to deal with for the rest of your life. And I remember the doctor saying to me, if it is chronic fatigue, it's something that you're just going to have to learn to live with for the rest of your life. And I thought, fuck this. So I went and started studying and I read books like Paul Check's How to Eat, Move and Be Healthy. I read The Metabolic Typing Diet by William Walcott and Trish Fay. And I started just doing a lot more research into how to become healthier, how to look after my energy better, how to look after myself better. And I also started writing in a food journal foods that made me tired. So I would write things like, ate pasta for dinner, bloated, felt tired straight afterwards. Within like 20 minutes of eating it, I would start to feel tired and want to go to sleep. And what I noticed was that the more that I kept eating things like pasta, bread, the more tired and fatigued I became within like 20 minutes of eating it. And I would get bloating as well quite heavily. So I just removed pasta from my diet and I removed bread from my diet. As time went on, I just kept removing things. And what I noticed was that things like gluten or anything that contained a wheat product would make me feel bloated. I would get bloated and then I would feel really tired. And so I just removed them from my diet. I never got tested or anything like that. But what I knew was that if I'm eating something that makes me feel like shit, then why am I going to keep eating it? You know, if someone tells me that something's safe, but at the same time, every time I do it, it makes me feel bad, then I'm probably not going to keep doing it for whatever reason. So I just started eliminating that stuff out of my diet. And what I noticed was that my energy started stabilizing throughout the day. So I needed less caffeine to keep me awake. I also noticed that my sleeping patterns got better. On the days where I didn't eat things like bread or gluten or pasta, my sleeping was better. But then on the days where I ate it, my sleeping was fucked up. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I would be sweating or I would be hot and overheating or I would just be tired and lethargic throughout the day. And I couldn't figure out why that was until I noticed that it was because of the bread and the pasta and all those types of things. So I removed it. Over time, what I noticed was the more that I did more cardiovascular training, the more I removed shit from my diet that made me tired and lethargic and the more self-aware I became of foods that didn't suit me or, or made me feel tired, lethargic, bloated after eating them the better my energy was and the more stable it was. So I was able to pretty much eliminate needing high levels of caffeine, even though I enjoy drinking coffee. I enjoy it more for the taste. Like I go normally one or two days a week without drinking it. Like on weekends, like a Saturday and Sunday, if I don't have work, I just don't drink it at all. So it doesn't really affect me that much from the caffeine point of view these days. I just actually enjoy the taste of 
having a coffee and I, and I, I enjoy it because I normally only drink water most of the time. Every now and again, I might have a soft drink, but it's probably maybe once a month, maybe even once every three months. So I really only drink water or sparkling water and coffee. And every now and again, maybe every three, four months, I might have a glass of wine or something like that. I'm pretty fucking boring these days because I drank way too much when I was younger. I partied way too much. And these days I just don't really need it. Like I don't need the sugar and the stimulants and all that sort of stuff. But what I noticed was that looking back and reflecting upon this was that I was essentially using energy drinks as a way of mitigating other shit that was going on in my life. So the first thing was that I worked on my diet, number one, and that helped a bit. That was probably about 30 to 40%. My energy levels came up and were more stable. Once I took out gluten and removed gluten or wheat products from my diet. Also, I noticed that dairy, depending on how much I eat, doesn't really help that much or doesn't make me feel the best. And I prefer like the old school meat and three veg or stir fries or things with lots of vegetables and lots of meat. Normally at nighttime, if I want to have a good sleep, I'll have larger amounts of carbohydrates at night, but not throughout the day because it does help me to sleep more effectively. But I'm just careful about what I eat these days. I tend to eat the same stuff most of the day and most days. Like I can tell you every morning I have, most mornings it's some form of eggs with gluten-free toast or something like that where I'm having a large amount of eggs for breakfast. Lunch is pretty much the same. These days, I normally just have a protein shake with a banana, like I'll blend up a banana and some berries in there with some protein just to keep my protein up. And then for nighttime, it's normally meat and three veg or it'll be some sort of stir fry. And I notice that I sleep really, really well, especially if I have about three quarters of a cup or a cup of rice, something like that. Or I'll try and have gluten-free pasta if I am gonna have it. But I'll only normally have that at nighttime. If I have it in the morning, it'll normally make me a bit more groggy and a bit fatigued in the morning. I'm not sure if that's because of the tryptophan or whatever that you get from it. What I noticed was I was using the energy drinks as a way of mitigating my poor diet. The other thing that I noticed was that I still was tired and I would still have these energy fluctuations and it wasn't, my energy wasn't as stable as what I noticed most other people's were. When I started working on my mindset, the more I balanced out the crazy shit that was going on inside my head, from the self-judgments, the self-criticisms, the self-depreciating thoughts, the self-comparisons, the more that I did that, the more my energy stabilized. So what I found was that over the years, my energy, the more I worked on my mindset, the more stable my energy became. And now understanding a lot more about neuroscience and physiology and you know hormonal responses, it makes a lot of sense. Because if you're under stress, you're essentially turning those thought processes into neurochemistry or chemistry in the body. And the chemistry has to change. That takes a fair bit of effort and a fair bit of energy. Then from there as well, it creates different actions and behaviors. So if you're overstimulated, eventually you'll burn out. And then if you burn out and you're tired and you're not working effectively and you're using stimulants, it will prop you back up until you burn out again. And so you keep having these vicious cycles of feeling tired and lethargic and burnt out all the time, but then also having this intense amount of energy where you work a lot or you overwork or you run around like crazy all the time because you're overstimulated. I just noticed that the more that I worked on my mindset, the more my energy stabilized to the point now where these days, you know, I can work for 14 days straight in most cases. Like most weeks are very common and very similar to this. I wake up at the moment, mainly the same time every day. Some days I sleep in a little bit for an hour or two extra, but I try to keep the same sleeping schedule. Most of my days look the same. So my weekends look the same as my weeks. I don't really change it too much. My diet looks the same because I try to keep a lot of stability in my life because it keeps my performance levels higher. And if you want to live a great life, then you want to live a life like a professional athlete where a professional athlete doesn't go out on weekends, party, run amok and do stupid shit because they know that it fucks up their work week or it stops them from performing at their peak. Most people want to live a life where they're achieving at a high level like an athlete, but at the same time, they don't live the lifestyle of an athlete. And they think that the lifestyle is boring, but they want the achievements and the accolades and the results of someone who's achieving a high level. You can't have both. 
you can't live like shit and perform at a high level. You just can't do it. And so if you're drinking all the time, you're out partying, then you're using energy drinks and stimulants, you're going to be volatile. Your energies are going to have peaks and troughs, peaks and troughs, peaks and troughs. So you'll have high energy burnout. You'll be hyperactive and then hypoactive where you're burnt out and tired and lethargic all the time. If your sleeping patterns are shit and really irregular, then that's going to massively affect your energy levels. If your diet is erratic and one day you're eating you know, low calories because you're ashamed and you're guilty of what you ate yesterday, and then so you're cutting calories for two or three days, and then you go out and you blow your calories like out by two to 3,000 calories by eating a ton of shit over the weekend, then it's going to create these vicious cycles. Those calories are essentially energy in and energy out. So if you're having high calories, you're smashing your body with heaps of calories that then it's got to try to break down. It's got to try to break down all the food that you're eating. So it'll make you more lethargic and tired. But then at the same time, it's storing a lot of fat. Then you're feeling guilty. So you're beating yourself up, feeling like shit, then cutting calories, which then is putting you in a calorie deficit and a slump. So you're going to feel more tired. This is just creating absolute carnage and chaos in the way that you live. So you want to stabilize your mindset first. So what I noticed about getting off energy drinks is that first of all, I was only using energy drinks as a coping mechanism for other shit that was going on in my life. The second thing was that probably 70 to 80% of my energy levels were based on my mindset and my psychology. So the more I stabilized my mindset, the more stable I was mentally and emotionally. Then the second thing was diet was on top of that. So if I had a good balanced mindset, my diet became better and didn't have big peaks and troughs. If my emotions were up and down, then my diet would be up and down as well. So you can change your diet. Like there are a lot of people out there that know that Chronic fatigue is diet related and so on, but they're leaving 70% of the problem on the table, which is their mindset. So most people who have erratic nutrition or erratic eating behaviors normally do so because of their mindset. It's not because of their diet. They know that they need to eat cleaner or they know they need to eat better. But at the same time, it's the mindset and the emotional volatilities that are peaking and troughing that cause them to have crazy diets or feast and famine cycles. So if you go into famine, you'll eventually go into a feast cycle. There are hormones that regulate that stuff you know, it's better off to just create a lot more stability in life. But overall, once I woke up in the morning, in the shower, freezing cold, that was where I just went enough's enough and I just completely cut out energy drinks and I haven't had any since. So what I also know is that if you want something to change and you're in enough pain, you'll change it and you'll change it immediately. The same thing happened. I haven't had really any takeaway like KFC, Hungry Jacks or Burger King, if you're listening to this in the US, McDonald's. I haven't had any of those for Last time I had them was 26 years of age, so 13 years ago. And I just haven't eaten them because the last time I ate them, they made me so lethargic and feel like shit so much that I just stopped eating it. So you can go through a couple of different strategies. First of all, a lot of pain will make you change really, really quickly. Second of all, just slowly implementing things in your life. Mindset number one, diet number two, and your energy levels will stabilize and you'll be able to get rid of energy drinks. Most people know that energy drinks overstimulate a person. They're not the best for your brain. They're not that effective at keeping and maintaining good energy. They will just prop you up, but they will smash you into the ground as well. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I just really want to share this. Hope you're having a great day. Keep kicking massive goals. Also, if you haven't jumped across to our YouTube channel, I've been posting more exclusive content on there. I'm posting an exclusive training or an exclusive video on there every week. So jump across to Michael Mojo 0 on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Stay tuned for the exclusive trainings that are popping up every week. Take care, Driven Mofos. Have a great day, and I look forward to seeing you on here once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur.